WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome aboard. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch here at 6 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for the first time this morning on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, a mom charged with murdering her daughter. The sad details in one minute. More countries and more airlines ground the planes... Similar to the one that crashed over in Africa. Would you board one of these 737 MAX 8s or not? And should they be grounded here? Next on Good Morning Orlando. A woman is being held without bail in the Orange County Jail, charged with the first-degree murder of her daughter. 28-year-old Rosa Rivera is accused of stabbing her 11-year-old daughter, Aleda, to death on Sunday. Deputies say the girl was stabbed in the back 15 times. Rosa Rivera claimed that she feared her daughter was having sex, but Sheriff John Mina said that does not appear to be the case. She wanted to prevent her from having sexual relations with men, but um, we believe that part of the investigation is unfounded. Rivera was taken into custody Sunday after driving to Winnie Palmer Hospital with her daughter's body in the car. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Investigators continue trying to determine what caused a new Boeing aircraft owned by Ethiopian Airlines to crash just minutes after takeoff, killing all 157 people on board. Boeing's CEO reportedly says in an email to employees that he is confident in the safety of the 737 MAX 8s, but that the Ethiopian tragedy is especially challenging, coming only months after the deadly crash of the flight in Indonesia in the same model. After that crash, they gave advice to pilots on disengaging automated controls. The FAA's continued airworthiness notification to the international community says despite similarities between the crashes, the investigation in the Ethiopian one has just begun. And there's not enough data to draw any conclusions or take any actions. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. We're all over this story with the latest, and there is new information this morning in the wake of the crash in Africa. And the question on the 50,000-watt front porch for our listeners, Alan, would you board one of these 737 uh, MAX 8s? And they're they're in service here in this country with a couple of airlines. And uh, do you think the FAA should have grounded those planes here as many other nations have done. In Tallahassee, a Florida House committee is expected to release a report today on its investigation into UCF's misuse of millions of dollars. In a draft report obtained by the Orlando Sentinel, lawmakers blame former UCF President Dale Whitaker, the UCF Board of Trustees, and the Board of Governors, which is in charge of the state university system. You'd never know it from the press releases coming out of the state capitol, but Florida's unemployment rate is going up. When the Labor Department released the January stats, the governor's office issued a statement saying Florida's jobless rate remains low at 3.4%. What it failed to mention was that the unemployment rate actually went up for the first time in more than five years. The chairman of the Florida GOP then issued a press release applauding job growth in January. But the actual number of new jobs, 8,300, is less than half the usual increase. One more troubling stat, the number of Floridians on the unemployment list increased by more than 16,000 in January. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says she is not seeking the impeachment of President Trump. The California Democrat told the Washington Post that impeachment is divisive and Trump is not worth it. 
We're talking about this. It was a big story that broke yesterday afternoon in our 7 o'clock hour right here, Alan. All right, bud. And the White House is sidestepping questions about a comment over the weekend from President Trump that Democrats hate Jews. Asked if the president really believes that, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders told reporters yesterday they should ask the Democrats. WFLA News Time is 6.06. A passenger is arrested after choking a driver because he wouldn't stop singing Christmas carols. That well, well, It's March, you know, we've got to stop sometime, but that, I mean, it seems uh, a little extreme. Yeah, that story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. And Melissa Fox will be taking your calls at 407 916 5400. Text line open at 23680 or standard message and data rate supply. My question to you. Would you board one of these 737 MAX 8s from Boeing? It's the same plane that has crashed twice worldwide in the last six months. Many countries, many airlines worldwide have grounded these new planes. The FAA here has declined to do so in its latest statement. And the two airlines domestically that fly these planes, Southwest and American are touting their airworthiness, and they have not grounded the planes. A lot of people are really concerned about this. We're going to talk about it and how you can find out whether you're going to be flying on one of these Boeing 737 MAX 8s. And it's not always easy to determine whether or not that will be the plane you take when you show up at the gate. And it could be a last-minute change, for all yes. you know, even if you think you know what plane you're going on. Yeah, and i got to tell you, I have some statistics that will pin your ears back here, and, and you will also hear from the well-respected former head of the National Transportation Safety Board, Jim Hall. His answer to the question I'm posing to you is coming up in a moment. Would you get on one of these planes, and should the FAA have grounded them here in the States? That's our question to you if you want to get in early on the 50,000-watt front porch. You know, a lot of you listen to us on the way to the airport to fly on out of here. Mm. We'd certainly like to get your take at 407-916-5400. Do you share my concerns or not? And the text line is 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. So stay tuned on that. We'll um, we'll get into it momentarily. All that and an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlining our hot talk topic of this hour on Good Morning Orlando, the Federal Aviation Administration says it is confident in the Boeing 737 MAX 8s after a second crash involving the same plane in less than a year. The agency telling International Airlines that the airliner is still airworthy. But it will take action if information comes in that affects safety. On Sunday, of course, all of this is pegged to the tragic crash of the Ethiopian Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 8 over in Africa, crashing shortly after takeoff, killing all 157 people on board. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. They have recovered the two black boxes over at the crash site there, so that's good. Hopefully they'll, you know, they'll do a rush order on finding out exactly what's in them and we can get uh, 
you know, that vital information ASAP for the flying public. Um, the doomed plane was seen by witnesses in that area swerving and dipping and billowing smoke out the back end before it suddenly nosedived into the ground and exploded. In the wake of that, uh, we had China, Indonesia, and a lot of smaller countries grounding these planes, and, uh, and Australia and Singapore have now banned all of these Boeing 737 MAX 8s from their airspace. You know, not just the airlines fly them in, uh, domestically where they are, but you can't fly that plane over their countries. And we now have 25 different airlines that have taken these planes out of service. There are 350 of them worldwide. Thousands of them are on order. Domestically, there are two airlines that fly the Boeing 737 MAX 8. They are Southwest, and they are American Airlines. And I can tell you this, at this point, they're not taking them out of service. Americans saying, at this time, there are no facts on the cause of the accident other than news reports. We have full confidence in the aircraft and our crew members, who are the best and the most experienced in the industry, Southwest Airlines. We remain confident in the safety and the airworthiness of our fleet of more than 750 Boeing aircraft, of which the MAX 8 737 is a small part. Now, the FAA yesterday uh, declined to order the airlines to ground these planes, saying investigators haven't determined whether the issue with the Ethiopian Airlines jet that crashed Sunday is related to the issue that brought down the same plane operated by Lion Air last year. You know, a a bulky, high-tech automatic system here, which if they sense a stall, all of a sudden points the nose down and the pilots can disengage it. Some questions about whether or not, uh, you know, pilots even knew about that in some places and whether or not they are trained uh, to disengage this system here. The FAA says it will mandate some design changes in the 737 MAX 8 um, by the end of next month. But um, at this point, they don't want to ground them. And I can't understand that, particularly when I listen, as you will now, to the former head of the National Transportation Safety Board, uh, the former chairman, Jim Hall, well-respected. Here he is on the Boeing 737s, and the question, should the U.S. fleet of those planes, wherever they are in the United States, be grounded immediately? Yes, I think Boeing should voluntarily ground the plane, and as a result, uh, demonstrate that they're putting safety first in regard to the future of this aircraft. Then, then they asked the former NTSB chairman whether he would get on a Boeing 737 MAX 8 right now. He was very definitive. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And the thing that gets me, gang, is this. It isn't like, well, you can't ground all of those planes. You'll put Southwest and, and, and American out of business. I mean, in the flying public. And I'm thinking, well, what is this, half the planes they have? I looked it up and did some research, and I haven't heard anybody reference this. Southwest has a total of 754 planes of all kinds that they fly. 31 of them are Boeing 737 MAX 8s. That's 4% of the fleet. And in the interest of just public safety, we can't take them out of circulation, perhaps for just a few days. I think it's an in-your-face to the flying public and also to their pilots and flight attendants who could be up in these things. And if there's a problem, it could be the last flight they take. And then you look at American Airlines, 956 planes, biggest airline in the world. Only 22 of them are these planes we're discussing. 
2% of the American fleet and they won't voluntarily ground it and the FAA won't while this is going on, the grounding worldwide? What is happening here? How do you feel about that? There are lots of people and, and members of, 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 the, of the flight attendance unions as well who are saying, oh, wait a minute here, what are we doing? I don't understand why they have not grounded them in this country and I would not get on one of these planes. And I want to know what your opinion is on those two questions. I'm going to get to Alan, and I want to get to Mike, and I'm going to get to Melissa on this here in a moment. Um, you know how I feel and why I feel as I do. Some textures are weighing in, but we'd love to get a few callers as well. It's early on, 407-916-5400. And by the way, I'll tell you along the way, you know, how difficult it is to determine whether or not you're going to be on one of these planes because they change at the last minute often. And um, we'll get into it, and I'll, I'll tell you how you can find out. And you may have to eat the ticket here because you know what the change fees are like if you decide I'm not flying on one of those things. Text line is 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. So would you get on one of these planes now, and do you think the FAA should ground them or the two airlines that fly them here should voluntarily take them out of circulation until we get a definitive answer on what's going on. Headlines right now as Venezuela and South America collapses into social chaos. The U.S. now removing all remaining American personnel from the U.S. Embassy in Caracas. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying the decision reflects the deteriorating situation there, adding that the U.S. diplomatic staff had become a constraint on U.S. policy. U.S. relations with Venezuela have been dicey, to say the least, since January, when the Trump administration recognized opposition leader Juan Guaido as a legitimate president of that country. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. FAA is refusing to ground the Boeing 737 MAX 8 flown in this country by Southwest and American Airlines, a small percentage of their overall fleet, and the airlines are not grounding them either. So the question Right call, wrong call. And would you get on one of these planes, Alan? One quick point, bud. Uh, You mentioned Southwest and American. I understand United flies a longer version of this called the Max 9. Yeah, that's true. Essentially the same plane. Uh, But uh, you mentioned the small percentage uh, that the Max 8 makes up of uh, Southwest and American's fleet. I don't care if it's a small percentage or it's 60% of their fleet. If there's a safety question... Ground the planes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how many there are. They should all be grounded. What about it, Yaffe? What about it, Melissa? Uh, only if Sully Sullenberger is flying the plane. Then you get on. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And as long as there there's a go. river down below somewhere nearby <laughs> so we can pull off that miraculous exactly water right. landing that has uh, become a part of aviation lore since it happened some years ago. <laughs> okay, so first of all, you've asked if we would fly one again. Is the ticket open or are you going to send me wherever? Because that's very contingent on whether or not I fly. What do you mean is the ticket open? Yeah, are you going to pay can... for my ticket? 
Because I'll go. <laughs> I have no <laughs> issue. Come on now. Like, wow. For those of you that know me, I'm from an island up north, Nantucket, and right. we take puddle jumpers all the time. For All through my youth, we used a reconditioned B-52 to get yeah. from the Cape. And this is hardly I, a puddle jumper. This is a high-tech, exactly. brand-new aircraft if I was willing, that has crashed twice in six months. Yeah, out of how many flights, how many hours in the air. I, I so you wanted to roll a dice, no problem. Heck yeah. Then how do you explain all these countries, and the biggest one in the world is China, and then Indonesia's highly populated and now australia singapore you name it rolling like dominoes here and and two dozen airlines taking them out of circulation but it not happening in the united states are they all just paranoid for no reason yeah, i think we're a little or more are calm. we or are we just saying the public be damned have you look at the amount of flights uh, air air problems crashes and whatnot so small I, we risk our lives much uh, more on i4 every day yeah but when you see two devastating accidents involving the same plane, uh, involving almost identical circumstances, I believe that raises an eyebrow. It's not just happenstance that, you know, once in a while a plane is going to crash. And But I'll give you the fact that it's less than 1% uh, of our Southwest American and United. Yeah, come on, take them out. Go ahead and pull them if that's an issue. I get that. Yeah, Common sense would tell you it's not. Why would you not? not? It's like, it's a terrible PR blunder and a customer service in your face job by the FAA and these two airlines when you consider it isn't going to cripple their operations for God's sake I, I mean that. how do you know if you're booked on a 737 Max 8 great question I was reading about this three pretty simple ways to know check your airline site or app clicking on the flight number will show you what type of airplane is assigned to the flight but that can change at the last minute and with the change fees uh, the way they are you know the policies Chances are you're going to have to eat the ticket, particularly with American. Southwest makes it easier to change. You can check the registration of the airplane on the FAA site uh, before you board. Uh, There's aviation apps. Flight Radar 24 makes it easy to see the type of airplane on which you're scheduled to fly. Look up your flight number or use the app filter function. But the fine public should not have to be making this agonizing decision and be frightened when they fly more than most already are. What's coming in on our text line at 23680, gang? Uh, yeah, one person says, I don't care what the airline says at this point. I would absolutely, under no circumstances, get on one of those planes. Yes, in an abundance of caution, the FAA should ground all those planes. What else is coming in? There's no worry, nothing wrong with the plane, artificial intelligence, electronics, and autopilot that scares people, and for good reason. Yeah, they have this thing where if it senses a stall, automatically it'll start pointing the nose down. Apparently on the uh, the crash of Lion Air over in Indonesia last fall, you know, they didn't have any idea what to do about that. And apparently, apparently Boeing did not really inform everybody in the manual that they got here about this. And they just had to kind of figure it out. Now they're trained on this, but it's frightening similarities here. I just don't understand over why why we are not showing more regard for the flying public and for the crews on these planes when it's a small percentage of the Southwestern American fleet gang. It just makes no sense well, to me that, at all. That's a really question I have, the real question I have. Why did the FAA make this decision? I mean, if you think it's so it's so obvious that we should ground the planes, why did the FAA not do that? I don't know the answer to that question, Mike. Yeah. I'd like to know. You know, I'm wondering, bud, if they're just waiting to see the outcome of the Ethiopian deal before they ground snap. this small number of planes while we wait. Yes, right, Alan? Exactly. While we wait, why not, for God's sake? One person texts, it's profit over safety. Yeah. How corrupt 
And another person says Trump should order them to ground the planes. You know, and if you want to roll a dice, Melissa, you roll a dice and fly, but don't make me roll the dice after what's happened until we know that it's a sure bet. This text says, how many flights have and are occurring daily without incident using these aircraft? I wonder. I do, too. There you go. All right. Well, you and Melissa can go fly somewhere on one of these babies. I'll stay grounded, and they should be grounded. Now, as Alan updates us on the news at the bottom of the hour, we move from talking about commercial jetliners to rockets to the moon. What you got, Alan? Well, President Trump's proposed federal budget includes $21 billion for NASA. And speaking at Kennedy Space Center, NASA Chief Jim Bridenstine said it's a healthy spending plan and comes in the wake of last week's success. We just saw a a SpaceX Crew Dragon dock with the International Space Station, deliver some cargo namely a little earth humanoid, ultimately do a lot of tests, undock, fly home, and land safely. The NASA budget includes money for landers that would carry humans to the moon within the next decade. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A stolen toothbrush is partly responsible for a school lockdown in Volusia County. Spirit Elementary in Deltona went on lockdown yesterday morning for about 90 minutes, when deputies were trying to catch a man wanted for shoplifting an electric toothbrush from a Publix. 27-year-old David Redeen was tracked to a home on Gainsborough Street where a SWAT team was called and he was taken into custody. While he was on the run, deputies say Redeen carjacked a woman and her two kids, but they were not hurt. In Tallahassee, the debate over sanctuary cities and immigrants' rights continues in the Florida legislature. A bill forcing local law enforcement agencies to do the bidding of federal immigration authorities is under fire in the state capitol. Representative Carlos Smith calls it pure partisan politics. It's a family separation policy. It's unethical. It's un-American. But Senator Joe Gruder says his bill is not really about immigration. It's more about criminals. And by removing these people uh, uh, from our state, we'll all be much better off. Gruder's bill is on the agenda of the Senate Infrastructure and Security Committee on Tuesday afternoon. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. UFC star Conor McGregor has found himself in trouble with the law yet again, this time in South Florida. Conor McGregor was arrested Monday evening after police say he smashed a fan's phone outside the Fountain Blue Miami Beach Hotel. The one time two belt UFC champ charged with strong armed robbery and misdemeanor criminal mischief. According to police in Miami Beach, McGregor smashed the phone around 5 a.m. Eastern time as the man was taking photos outside the nightclub at the Fountain Blue. McGregor, per his social media, has been in South Florida on vacation amid rumors of his UFC comeback being imminent. The famed fighter just completed community service stemming from his arrest last year after throwing a steel dolly through a bus window near the Barclays Center in New York. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Maybe Conan ought to just, you know, finally get the message here, confine the mayhem to the octagon, right? Exactly. WFLA News Time is 636. Get these stories and more at WFLAOrlando.com. Join us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now related to the new Trump budget. The president is seeking more than $8 billion for his border wall in the new budget blueprint that has now been sent to Congress. The $4.7 trillion proposed budget, biggest of all time, makes deep cuts in domestic spending to the tune of $2.7 trillion over time while continuing to boost the Pentagon's budget. Wall funding, non-starter for Democrats, they say, who now run the House, of course. The White House plan forecasting trillion-dollar deficits for the next three years, but a glide path, as they say, 
down to a balanced budget now in 15 years. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning. And good morning, Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. One of the things I like in the Trump budget here, and I don't know that this is at all going to hold together when this thing is, uh, you know, is, is hashed over by the free spending Congress. Not that the president isn't free spending, because he is, and he's not doing anything to get control of the growing deficits and debt. And we're never going to have enough growth to balance the books. But nobody wants to do in either party what needs to be done to get into entitlements, et cetera, and, uh, and, and save us for, from a complete fiscal oblivion in not too many years. But I like that the uh, budget aims to implement new welfare requirements, that Americans 18 to 65 years of age uh, will have to work at least 20 hours a week in a job, uh, be in a job training program or a community service program in order to get their welfare benefits. And the president also wants to put the hammer down on um, on on Social Security disability cheats, you know, people who continue to get these special benefits when they are cured of whatever their problem was, if the problem wasn't bogus to begin with, and are out and about being fully physically active and still taking money um, for these benefits. So that's a good thing. You analyzed the budget last night, Yaffe, during the ride home on uh, PM Orlando. Yeah, and I talked a little bit of how I like those reforms as well, because that's really what is needed. You know, he calls for 5% budget cuts across the agencies, which is fine. But to really tackle this debt problem, we're going to need real reforms and real change of some of these programs that are kind of visionary, because that's the only way. These little cuts around the edges, it's not going to be good enough in the long run. I totally agree with that. And we've got one of our fine News Radio 93.1 national correspondents, Michael Bauer, who has really gotten inside all aspects of the Trump budget. And uh, he'll be with us here live in just a moment. Don't miss us. This is important stuff that affects each and every one of us. Checking headlines right now, Britain's parliament poised to vote on a plan to leave the European Union. Today's Brexit vote coming less than three weeks before the UK is scheduled to end its four-decade membership in the trading bloc. Back in January, you'll remember, parliament voted down the deal. Prime Minister Theresa May negotiated with the EU over two years. Updates at least every ten minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The Trump budget is so big and so complex that we couldn't cover it all ourselves. So we're bringing in reinforcements. And here he is right now. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Michael, good morning. Welcome again to Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Bud. Man, I am knee deep in budgetary crisis right now. You ought to be swamped in red ink, okay? Because the whole country's <laughs> drowning in that. So, what's in the budget? What highlights have you selected, and what's the reaction to it? Well, it is a four point seven trillion dollar budget behemoth. It's the third budget proposal President Trump has released, and, and like the others in front of him, which were largely ignored by what was a Republican Congress, this was labeled as dead on arrival prior to the actual paperwork being released yesterday. It's also seen as sort of a blueprint of President Trump's reelection campaign priorities. Well, this four point seven trillion dollars that we're looking at here, Bud Man, seems to include everything from funding for food aid, education, health care, national 
national defense, but it also seeks to slash $845 billion from Medicare, a, a program that President Trump notably promised to leave untouched. It also cuts $241 billion from Medicaid and cuts spending on Social Security by $26 billion. So uh, this is all while increasing your defense budget 5%. It'll go up to $750 billion according to this budget. And that's all while President Trump is asking for troops in Syria and Afghanistan to be removed, which has some people believing that perhaps Trump is trying to bloat the Pentagon budget for national emergency funding where he can get money for the border wall. But all of that just seems to be right now reckless speculation because this is President Trump's wish list. This is his dream. This is what he wants to see happen flown in on the wings of unicorns, bud man. And that said, <laughs> it's all of everything. It's the first step in the negotiation process. Right now, it's going to be Congress's turn to kind of take a look at that and feel for what the priorities are for President Trump and what they can actually allocate funds to. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, for quite a while, um, the, the Republicans were, were floating the idea that budget plans would, you know, result in, in a fiscal restraint to the extent mm-hmm. that we would balance the budget 10 years out. That timeline mm-hmm. has slipped in the uh, Trump plan, hasn't it? Yeah, this is this is now you're looking at. They, they said that this would not balance the budget until 2030, so that 10-year window clearly out the window, if you will, and now kind of moving closer to a 15-year uh, time frame, which has got some Republicans and, and, and more fiscally conservative Republicans concerned. That plus the fact that you've got the $22 trillion in debt, and this would add like about a trillion plus on that front. Um, it's not necessarily helping the cause. So this is this is a situation, and, oh, and also with this all, they're saying that uh, the proposal elements of, of what the economic growth would be over the next decade uh, over the next decade are are not realistic they are outside of the realistic approach of trying to get 3% annually well we haven't even gotten to that point yet so what's to make us think that we can get that for the next decade so there are a lot of clear concerns here but at the end of the day this is just the beginning process for discussion and with that you know some of the experts that are looking at this have concerns about what this does for uh, for poverty going forward racial disparities just based upon what we were looking at the paperwork yesterday but one of the big questions had to do actually with infrastructure bud man because you had $200 billion listed in this budget for infrastructure initiative, but the following year, 2021, $150 billion of that $200 billion gets cut right out and thrown out the window, and every year after that, everything starts to dwindle down. So the question is, how big a priority is infrastructure for President Trump? And heading into this 2020 re-election, does he really want to be seen as making cuts to Medicare and Social Security when he's up for re-election? All right, it's kind of the president's uh, Christmas wish list, and we remember as little yes. kids, you know, we made out that list for Santa Claus, but oh. we, we didn't get all the stuff we wanted. And I think that's that's the reality here for sure. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Michael Bauer on the Trump budget and reaction to it. Thanks so much, Michael. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day, bud, man. Absolutely, we will. And later on, we're going to get into the controversy over these Boeing 737 MAX 8s. Another one crashed, the second one in the last six months. This in Africa, killing everybody on board, as the one in Indonesia did last October. Um, and, uh, you know, there are there are some real concerns here to the point that there are countries around the world, China, Indonesia, and some smaller countries, now Australia, Singapore, uh, they're, they're grounding all of those planes. And uh, 25 airlines worldwide have said, we're taking them out of circulation. We'll move other planes in to replace them. But the FAA and the two airlines that fly that plane in this country, Southwest and American, even though it's a small percentage of their planes... Um, have declined to do it and say that those planes are airworthy. A lot of controversy and a lot of folks weighing in on that ever-popular text line. What do you see, guys?
Yeah, one person said, I have no problem getting on the 737 MAX today. From the perspective of a 30-plus year aircraft engineer, so far I'm not seeing any indications that there is a problem that is endemic or unique to that specific plane. Anybody else, Melissa? You and I got into it a little bit because you're you're happy to fly on one of these things, and you're not getting the Bud Man on one until they figure things out. Well, Uncle Bud, a lot of people uh, chimed up in, I guess, my defense, if you will, but I didn't need defended. Uh, here's one says, you asked Melissa for her opinion and then expressed your disapproval because it differed with yours. I think, so, it's, I think it's called debate. Yeah, it's, and it's kind of what we do here and kind of what we invite. Sorry if you're offended. No, actually, I'm not sorry that you're offended. <laughs> That's your problem, not mine. Another one, and again, I'm going for it, says, all except Melissa is panicking about Boeing even before all the facts come in. Yeah. I just wonder what all those countries and all those other airlines uh, know that we don't know. I mean, are they all wrong? It just seems to me with a relatively small number of planes involved for Southwest and for American, that uh, they ought to take them out of circulation. United has 14 of them as well. It's a little bit different plane. It's the 9. It's a little oh, bit it longer. Oh, it is the 9? Yeah. It's just not exactly analogous, which is why I didn't mention them. And the FAA says, no, not for now, but if we find out anything awful, uh, then we'll act. Uh, Alan, top of the hour. What's coming up on the news at 7 o'clock? Locally, a mom is charged with murdering her daughter, and Nancy Pelosi says no to impeachment. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando, it's 7 o'clock. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning a girl is stabbed 15 times in the back and her mother is arrested. Details in one minute. Pelosi says no to impeaching Trump. And we're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. A woman is held without bail in the Orange County Jail accused of murdering her 11-year-old daughter. Sheriff John Mina says 28-year-old Rosa Rivera stabbed her daughter Aleda at least 15 times in her car and then drove her to a hospital. Rosa Rivera drove her daughter Aleda to Winnie Hospital uh, where she was pronounced uh, dead. We know that she was already dead when she arrived at the hospital. Deputies say Rivera told them she stabbed the girl to keep her from getting involved in a sexual relationship. Sheriff Mina says there's no sign the child was being sexually abused. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The FAA says the Boeing model that crashed in Ethiopia, killing all 157 people on board, can continue to fly. And Boeing says it has full confidence in the aircraft, but... Not everyone else does. China, Indonesia, and Ethiopia have grounded their 737 MAX 8s. The model that crashed in Ethiopia is the same that crashed in Indonesia last fall, also killing everyone on board. But the FAA says it is too early in the investigation to make any findings about the Boeing aircraft here. You know what? Call me a wimp. 
but I'm not getting on that plane. Ed Butowski with Chaplet Investment says he thinks all of this will impact airline earnings and possibly even more. The world economy is slow. So any chance you get to maybe retract an order that you were you know, obligated to and you find a way out, they're going to take it. So watch a lot of countries, for the most part, cancel orders. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Malaysia's already canceled their orders. There are thousands of them on order. Very popular plane right now. We're going to get into the controversy once again in the 8 o'clock hour, as we did off the top at 6, Alan. All right, bud. When it comes to improperly using operating money for building construction at UCF, Trevor Colburn Hall is apparently just one of more than a dozen examples. According to the Orlando Sentinel, that'll be among the items revealed when House lawmakers in Tallahassee release a report today on their investigation into the school's misuse of millions of dollars. The unemployment rate in Florida is increasing slightly. The rate went up by 0.1 percentage points to 3.4% in January compared to the month before. The national unemployment rate in January was an even 4%. Just remember, for years, 4% was considered full employment. 3-4 is still a remarkable number. It really is. In Washington, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's not in favor of the impeachment of President Trump. Speaking yesterday on Capitol Hill, the California Democrat says she does not think Congress should go down that path. They wanted me to impeach President Bush for the Iraq War. I didn't believe in it then. I don't believe in it now. It divides the country unless there's some conclusive evidence that takes us to that place. And the speaker says she has more important issues to worry about than trying to impeach the president. But what I'm saying is, from our standpoint, our day-to-day work is not about him. It's about the American people. Pelosi said Trump is not worth the risk of dividing the country. More on what Pelosi had to say and what her strategy is next. A recall is out for thousands of packages of Pillsbury flour. The recall notice went out yesterday for Pillsbury unbleached all-purpose flour products that might be contaminated with salmonella. The affected products were sold at Publix and Winn-Dixie supermarkets. WFLA News time is 7.07. Police say a woman accused of shoplifting committed the crime after drinking an entire six-pack of beer in a Target dressing room. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning to you and welcome on board. You're with the gang on the 50,000 watt front porch. The Bud Man, Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, our executive producer. A.K.A. Yaffe the Great, and taking your calls this morning, Melissa Fox, 407-916-5400 on Pelosi, saying, no, we're not going to move to impeach the president. What's her strategy here? Why that change? And how will that play with the anti-Trump left wing of the Democrat Party? Uh, I see problems for the Democrats on this, and I think Pelosi knew that going down the impeachment road would be counterproductive in their ultimate efforts to get Trump out of office. So we'll talk about it here. And if you want to talk, it's 407-916-5400 or on the toll free. You can join us at 866-916-5400. How do you feel about that? Pelosi says no to impeaching Trump. Text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply. We'll talk about it and bring you an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09. 
Checking headlines for you right now. The New York Attorney General has started to look into some of the Trump Organization's projects. The New York Times reporting that the Attorney General's office has issued subpoenas for a couple of banks demanding records for the financing they provided for hotels, uh, Trump hotels in Washington, D.C., Florida, and Chicago. Investigators also want to know about a failed bid by Trump to buy the Buffalo Bills and the NFL. The investigation apparently prompted by congressional testimony from Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, about as anti-Trump as anybody gets, except for that real left-wing wacko fringe in the Democrat Party that seems to be sucking the entire party over to the left. And uh, she did an interview last week that uh, just became public yesterday with the Washington Post magazine in which she said, uh, just expanding on what Allen gave us a moment ago on the news, I'm not for impeachment. Impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there is something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country. And he, in a shot at the president, is just not worth it. She also branded the president as ethically unfit, intellectually unfit, curiosity-wise unfit to be president of the United States. She did say if there's something big that comes along, well, we'll revisit it. Uh, I think Pelosi remembers, and, and Alan, Mike, um, Melissa, tell me what, you're, what your thinking is of what her true strategy is here. I think she'd love to impeach the president. She knows she'll never convict him. He needs 67 votes in the Republican-controlled Senate. That is just never going to happen, okay? And you got an election coming up in 2020. Let's see how it plays. I think they're worried they can't beat him in 2020. Uh, they're worried also that the Mueller probe is not going to come out with any kind of a scathing indictment of the president, much less an impeachable offense. There is the activity in the Southern District of New York that is working its way uh, through the legal system that might bring up something like this. I, I think she feels it's counterproductive for the Democrat Party, but some on the left are screaming at her, don't tell us it's not worth it. We need to impeach this guy and we need to get him out of office. So she's got a division within the Democrat caucus, and I think this has really maybe opened up a chasm. Very interesting to see how it'll play out. Yeah, I think she's looking at the big picture of the 2020 election. And even if you go down the impeachment road, you're probably talking about a process that's going to take you right up to the election at this point anyway. And it's also something that is so controversial and so divisive, as she has said, it uh, may serve to embolden the supporters of the president, get them even more motivated to vote for him in 2020. And Yaffe, as you and I were discussing off air, I think she remembers well because she was around when the Republicans, you know, impeached uh, uh, Clinton. Didn't convict him, you know, didn't happen, but it was counterproductive politically for them when they did it. Yeah, she remembers that well. She also remembers the Brett Kavanaugh stuff very well. That seemed to embolden a lot of Republican voters to show up and at least help them get help Republicans keep the Senate. I actually agree with Alan. It's just they realize that this could really hurt them in 2020. And I think they know that there's nothing in the Mueller report that's that damaging that's going to be worth impeachment. I think she already knows that. Melissa? I'm on the same boat with Alan and Yaffe, unfortunately, which isn't you know usual for me. But I do think it's going to be counterproductive. And even though she was able to still get her barbs in there, you know, the Pelosi barbs, 
I think she's on the right track right now because, yeah, it would be very bad for the Democrats. And it might push the Republican agenda even that strong and say, now look what they've done. Well, you know, to the left of Pelosi, and there was a time when there was nobody to the left of Nancy Pelosi. Now she's starting to look mainstream in the increasingly leftist Democrat Party, particularly in Congress with the with the uh, the new class of uh, of leftists there. I mean, Representative Rashida Tlaib out of, out of Michigan, you remember the one who said, we're going to impeach the MFR. You remember that? Her constituents in Michigan are screaming for uh, her, and, and she's, going to, she's going to actually drop articles of impeachment, you know, into the mix here within the coming weeks. And there are other very, very liberal Democrats who are saying to Pelosi, don't tell us it's not worth it. It's absolutely worth it, and we need to do it. And by God, we're going to do it. So this this could be very interesting for the Democrats. It's hard to tell right now where Democrats as a whole are, Democratic voters, that is. If you look at the polls uh, for the presidential race, and of course it's very early, uh, you see Joe Biden getting a lot of support, but also uh, Bernie Sanders gets a lot of support. So, you know, the more moderate uh, part of the Democratic Party would be represented by Biden and the uh, left of center uh, represented by Bernie Sanders. So what do you think about Pelosi suddenly saying, no, we're not going down the impeachment road against Trump, um, despite all the awful things that she said about him, and she said a lot over the, over, over the years, of course. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, has she made the right call from her perspective? Um, if you were in her shoes, would you go down the impeachment road against Trump or not? How do you think this is going to play out? And how do you react to our analysis of the announcement by Pelosi yesterday? Time to tap into the collective wisdom of the smartest audience in talk radio. So join us, 407-916-5400 on the phone, toll-free, 866-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Updating Central Florida headlines for you right now. A stolen toothbrush, partly responsible for a school lockdown up in Volusia County. Spirit Elementary in Deltona went on lockdown yesterday morning for about 90 minutes when deputies were trying to catch a man wanted for shoplifting an electric toothbrush at a Publix. 27-year-old David Redeen was uh, tracked to a home on Gainsborough Street where a SWAT team was called and he was taken into custody. While he was on the run, deputies say uh, Redeen carjacked a woman and her two kids, but they were not hurt. We bring you updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. That's the promise, and we deliver here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says, no, we're not going to impeach Trump. We're not going down that road unless something big comes up that we don't see at this point. And boy, I'll tell you what, that chummed the waters for our callers and our textures. Right, Alan? That's right, bud. Let's start with uh, Karen, who's calling in from Leesburg. Karen, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi's uh, a statement on uh, impeaching President Trump that uh, she is not in favor of that? I think it's most important about what she hasn't said. And I think she's deeply concerned and afraid of the radicals that are represented in, that is represented in Minnesota and New York. And she's concerned that if she does go down that road, it will expose their insanity more than what they already have. And it would be just devastating to the Democratic Party. You know, it's interesting. Last week with that watered-down anti-Semitism resolution showed Pelosi's fear of the uh, of the left wing of the party. I think we saw that last week, didn't we, Karen? Absolutely. 
Good to have you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Who else we got here, Alan? Uh, let's go to uh, Barry in Orlando. Good morning, Barry. Good morning. Good morning, bud. How are you? We're all well, and we're glad you're with us. Great. Here's what's going on is Nancy and the Democrats know what's in the Mueller report, which is no collusion. However, we suspect um, obstruction. Now, that's interesting because Yaffe told me off air he suspects she's got an inside track. She's gotten word right. that there's no there there in the, in the Mueller report, and, and you believe that so, as well. You may well be right. So here's the problem with going after him from a, for obstruction. You can't obstruct something that's not happened. If he hasn't colluded, there is no crime. There is nothing to collude about. There you go. Thank you. I'm glad. He was going to tell us what's going on. Oh, I'm glad somebody did. Otherwise, we would be clueless here, you know? Well, I like <laughs> oh, what else is new? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Toll free, our good friend Bertha up in Volusia County, kind of from the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch. Were you disappointed when Pelosi said no impeachment? Oh, good morning, and no, I think she did the right call. Because if I told you since 2017, it will not be Mueller that's going to bring the Trump down. It's going to be New York. I told you that. And if you go back and look at Christie and Giuliani, I live for decades in New York. They are going to be the ones. So let the people decide in 2020, and they will have enough information to make that decision. She, she made the right call. All right. Hmm. Thank you, Bertha. Texters are on fire, and they're coming in hot and heavy. Yeah, one person says, I think Nancy is smart because she's trying to maintain her position while she sends the new Democrats as her attack dogs, she's probably probably privately, uh, you know, urging them to call for impeachment. Wow, uh-huh. playing both ends against the middle, yeah. right? The other side of the track. We don't need no stink. No wait, we don't what? need anything what? stinking badges. I'm sorry, we don't need anything from the Democrats to embolden us for Trump. So Pelosi can try to or not try to impeach him. It doesn't make a difference. The, uh, the very existence of Pelosi, Schumer, AOC, Mueller, and the rest of the Keystone Cop operation known as the Democratic Party only emboldens us to support Trump. Hashtag MAGA. How about that? All right, gang, we'll continue to follow this. That was big breaking news yesterday afternoon, and we needed to hop right on that for you at the first opportunity this morning. Alan's here, my co-host with an update on the news at the bottom of the hour. What do we have? Well, we've got uh, some good news for the Space Coast uh, in President Trump's budget. It looks like NASA's going to get quite a bit of money. And uh, daylight saving time continues to be a controversial issue. We'll have the latest for you. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Have time right now, a little time out for Alan to get us up to date on the news. And I guess NASA's got big plans, and it's going to take big money to get them done. And it looks like the money might be on the way. The new NASA budget proposal is about a half billion dollars heftier than the last one, and it's aimed at covering a lot of different programs. President Trump is including $21 billion for the space agency in his proposed spending plan. 
NASA Chief Jim Bridenstine talked about it at the Kennedy Space Center. Commercial crew, commercial resupply, and commercialization of low Earth orbit for habitation, all of this is very strong in the President's budget request, and we are thrilled as an agency that he is backing up not just with Space Policy Directive 1, but with his budgets. And this is going to help us build that sustainable return to the moon. The budget also contains research on supersonic passenger jets and all-electric aircraft. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager is dead after a crash outside his school in Volusia County. 15-year-old Joshua Derner was killed yesterday morning near Pine Ridge High School in Deltona. Deputies say the sophomore was hit on Howland Boulevard when he drove into the path of an SUV while turning into the school's entrance. Derner was not wearing a seatbelt and he was alone despite a law requiring those with a learner's permit to have a licensed driver at least 21 years old in the car with him. A bill to outlaw sanctuary cities in Florida is up for a vote today in a state Senate committee. The sponsor is Sarasota Republican Joe Gruters. Florida doesn't have a definition of what a sanctuary jurisdiction is. This puts in place that definition and also prevents community uh, and local government officials from prohibiting cooperation with federal immigration authorities. But Democrats like Senator Jose Rodriguez of Miami claim the immigration bill is a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. There are no sanctuary cities. This is purely an invention for political purposes, right? This is a, a phantom that's, that's dangled out here uh, to try to push this uh, divisive legislation. A similar bill was defeated last year in the Florida Senate, but there's been a lot of turnover since then. Plenty of people struggling to cope with one last hour of sleep this past weekend, and lawmakers are considering a measure to get the U.S. on daylight saving time permanently. Plenty of complaints about making the change from standard to daylight saving time like we did this past weekend. You never get your time to, you know, catch up because the time just gets away from you. Horrible thing. Just yeah. completely horrible. But some people love that extra hour of sunshine. I like being outside and it makes me happier. President Trump weighing in with a tweet Monday saying making daylight saving time permanent is okay with me. Senator Marco Rubio and Congressman Verm Buchanan, both of the GOP, have both introduced measures that would do just that. And more than two dozen states are considering laws to avoid the twice-yearly clock change. Hawaii and Arizona are permanently on standard time. Jill Nato, Fox News. Well, Congress has to throw the switch for this to happen now that Trump's for it, of course. Obviously, they'll be against it. Oh, really? Yeah. No Just, wall, no daylight saving time. That's right. Nothing maybe, for maybe, you. Maybe they can bargain, though. You can have daylight saving time, but no wall. <laughs> Something I, like that. Can I tell you, I was actually in a really good mood yesterday. I think it was because of the time change. Oh, after, after leaving the show <laughs> yesterday afternoon, it was still light outside. Yeah. And it felt good. I was in a great mood. Well, I'm always in a great mood when I leave here. <laughs> Elsewhere, <laughs> so are we. That's great. Hey. We all hope the boss isn't listening, Alan. <laughs> to, you know, today is a great day to eat pancakes because you can get them for free. It's National Pancake Day. Ooh. And each year on National Pancake Day, IHOP offers customers a free short stack. Customers can enjoy their free pancakes from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. at participating IHOP locations. IHOP offers the free pancakes in hopes that customers will donate to a greater cause. The restaurant is asking people to donate to help children battling critical illnesses. Nice tradition. Elsewhere in the food uh, business, Del Taco is unveiling a bar of soap that smells just like its crinkle-cut French fries. The fast food chain is including the limited edition soap called Eau de French Fry in its Fresh Faves box meal. 
The soap will also be available on Del Taco's website starting Wednesday, tomorrow, for the price of $3.95. When asked why they chose soap, Del Taco's chief marketing officer said the fries are a fan favorite and the company is looking forward to freshening up the fast food value box category in more ways than one. I'll bet they'll clean up. Do you want to go around smelling like fries all day? That's why I get soap. Yeah. Get the fry smell off of me. That's right. Not a fan, no. That's crazy. I wonder how that's going to work out. One more fast food note for you. There's no shortage of crowdfunding efforts on the Internet these days, and one of the latest is the Kentucky Fried Hot Tub. KFC is looking for financial backing to develop hot tubs designed to resemble the chain's iconic fried chicken buckets. (laughs) You can find this on the Indiegogo site. It's described as like a KFC bucket, but bigger and filled with soothing hot water instead of delicious fried chicken. The folks at KFC Innovations Lab, I had no idea there was such a thing, KFC Innovations Lab, they say the Kentucky Fried Hot Tub holds 250 gallons of water and has capacity for five fried chicken-loving people. Southern Fried Bud Man in a bucket hot tub? I don't know. And a side of Yaffe? (laughs) I'd get one. Sounds good. Would I you? love hot tubs. I love KFC. So you put them together, it just sounds beautiful. Could be a winner, huh? Yeah. I asked, All right. I asked Melissa to put a picture of it on the website. Did you find one? <laughs> I've got a video that, yeah, it's oh, going cool. up. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. 360 degrees of Kentucky Fried Chicken branding in your yard. Yay. WFLAOrlando.com for that. Fantastic. Alan, it, it, it's great that we had so much fun here and the, the lighter look at the news because we're not going to have much fun here in a moment, but it's very important. We're going to bring you a live report from one of our top News Radio 93.1 national correspondents on the aftermath of the fatal plane crash of that Boeing 737 uh, MAX 8, second one in six months, this time in Africa, before that in Indonesia, resulting in in the grounding uh, of these planes in many countries and airlines around the world, but not here in the States. Big controversy that we'll dive into with you in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll set the table with that live report in a moment. Stay tuned for it, please. And it all happens right after we update for you Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. This sports related headline for you right now UFC star Conor McGregor facing charges for smashing a fan's phone in Miami Beach. Uh, Police charged the mixed martial arts fighter with felony strong-arm robbery and misdemeanor criminal mischief. According to a police report, McGregor was walking out of the Fountain Blue Hotel yesterday morning when the fan tried to get a picture of him. Police say that's when McGregor slapped the phone out of the fan's hand, stomped on the phone, and walked away with it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you all morning, and good morning, Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We started the show by getting into the very latest on the controversy surrounding these Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes. You know, the same one that's crashed twice in the last six months overseas. Many airlines and many countries have grounded them, but that has not happened here in the United States. We're talking about it with you in the 8 o'clock hour to set the table right now. Let's bring in our good friend, 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimfer. Bill, good morning to you. Thanks for coming by. What can you tell us? 
Well, Bud, uh, there's a lot of pressure building on Boeing and the FAA after uh, yet another country, Australia today, suspended flights of uh, the Boeing 737 MAX 8 into and out of their country. Uh, Other countries have done this as well. Indonesia, Singapore, China has grounded its airlines that fly these aircraft as well. And uh, here in the United States, Boeing and the FAA, both standing by the safety, reliability, and viability of the 737 MAX 8. And the U.S. airlines that fly these, including American Airlines, Southwest, and United, will continue to have them in their rotation and will continue to fly routes with these aircraft. Just to give you an idea, Bud, how dramatic this is and why there is such scrutiny on this, the last time something like this happened involving the same aircraft, which was a relatively new aircraft, was back in the 70s when there were issues with the DC-10. So it's been a long time since something like this happened, and uh, that's why many people are being very cautious about the use of these 737 MAX 8s. You can understand why Boeing would stand behind it. They have thousands of these in the pipeline for orders. This is a huge aircraft for Boeing and itself they are standing by its safety and reliability it's really interesting though when you look at it's a relatively small number of planes for the southwest and the american airlines and the united fleets i mean they have 700 800 900 planes of all kinds you know and you know 10 20 25 of these it's amazing to me and a lot of people seem to have a real problem with it as i do bill that just erring on the side of safety you know, and, and giving giving the flying public and the crews on board peace of mind, take them out of circulation for a couple of days. You can still function as an airliner. It's not like you're yet heavily dependent on these planes. That's right. Uh, United only has a dozen of these 737 MAX 8s. Uh, Southwest flies 34, American 24. Uh, but Southwest has over, well, almost 250 of these on order. So it will become a staple of their fleet in the near future. So uh, y- you have to wonder whether, uh, y- you know, b- maybe Boeing is uh, is putting a little pressure on these airlines as well uh, because Boeing is has a lot at risk here. Their stock uh, dropped by its biggest percentage in 20 years on Monday just uh, as a result of these ongoing investigations. The other thing that people are quick to point out here, Bud, is that even though these two crashes, the one in the Java Sea and the one in Ethiopia, uh, have have eerily similar circumstances in general, it could be completely different causes for these two crashes. It may not be any type of really root cause or root problem with the 737 MAX 8. That is the issue. Well, they've got the black boxes, and hopefully we'll have yep. some answers very soon. I know you've got to go and uh, service another one of our sister stations, so I want to thank you for coming by. News Radio 93.1 National Correspondent Bill Zimper once again on the big story for us. We appreciate it, Bill. Have a great day. Thank you, bud. Always a pleasure. All right. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll get into a debate. And we had a rousing debate here this morning on the phones and the text line and among the gang here, Alan, Gaffey, Melissa, and the Bud Man on um, the fact that they're not being grounded, these planes, here in this country by the FAA or by the airlines that fly them, even though that is happening all around the world. I've got problems with the way this is coming down, and I want to find out what you think. So we'll get to that very shortly. 
Updating headlines for you right now. The U.S. is removing all remaining American personnel from the U.S. Embassy in Venezuela. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying the decision reflects the deteriorating situation in that South American country. He adds that U.S. diplomatic staff had become a constraint on U.S. policy. U.S. relations with Venezuela have been dicey to say the least since January when the Trump administration recognized opposition leader Juan Guaido as the legitimate president of that country. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Good morning, Orlando. The Bud Man, Alan, Yaffe, Melissa, with you until 9 o'clock. We're going to get into the big controversy over the um, Boeing 737 MAX 8 jetliners that are being grounded around the world, but not here on the States. That is coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And I have no doubt, Yaffe, you'll find time for that on your new show for The Drive Home. Well, there's a lot of different things to talk about today. We'll see what happens. We'll see if there's any breaking news on the national level. On the international level, you have the Boeing stuff. On the national level, you still have talk over Trump's budget, a lot of arguing over that. And on the Florida state level, you have um, Ron DeSantis pushing a ban for sanctuary cities. So a lot of different things going on. It's PM Orlando from 5 until 6 with Yaffe and company, and you're going to love that show. Lots of ways to listen to us here on uh, WFLA, and uh, you know you may have one that, that, that you enjoy more than others, but you've got choices, Alan. Not only AM and FM, 93.1 FM and 540 AM, but... Your smart speak speak yeah but what rewind rewind please do not adjust your sets we're having technical difficulties rewind please <laughs> use your smart speaker you can tell Alexa to play News Radio ninety three point one from iHeartRadio or tell Google Home to play News Radio ninety three point one WFLA and hopefully you'll say it better than I just did. Well, you know, most most people we wouldn't even notice it, you know, because most people make all kinds of mistakes. But you're so flawless, you're a victim of your own success. It stands out when all of a sudden uh, your your mouth and your brain go in opposite directions. It doesn't well, happen very often. But man, I just like to prove every once in a while I am human. There you go. And uh, there contrary we have to popular belief. <laughs> WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Tuesday morning to you. Glad you've joined us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on the 50,000-watt front porch as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, a mom charged with murdering her daughter, the latest in one minute. Should Boeing 737 MAX 8 jets be grounded here in the States? And would you board one or not? We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. A woman is being held without bail in the Orange County Jail charged with the first-degree murder of her daughter. 28-year-old Rosa Rivera is accused of stabbing her 11-year-old daughter Aleda to death on Sunday. Deputies say the girl was stabbed in the back 15 times. Rosa Rivera claimed that she feared her daughter was having sex. 
but Sheriff John Mina said that does not appear to be the case. She wanted to prevent her from having sexual relations with men, but um, we believe that part of the investigation is unfounded. Rivera was taken into custody Sunday after driving to Winnie Palmer Hospital with her daughter's body in her car. What an awful story that is. Yeah. Can't remember one quite like it. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Murder one is the charge, right? That's right. I see an insanity defense coming up, and we will be following this one. As always, this news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Investigators continue trying to determine what caused a new Boeing aircraft owned by Ethiopian Airlines to crash just minutes after takeoff killing all 157 people on board. Boeing's CEO reportedly says in an email to employees that he is confident in the safety of the 737 MAX 8, but that the Ethiopian tragedy is especially challenging, coming only months after the deadly crash of the flight in Indonesia in the same model. After that crash, they gave advice to pilots on disengaging automated controls. The FAA's continued airworthiness notification to the international community says despite similarities between the crashes, the investigation in the Ethiopian one has just begun, and there's not enough data to draw any conclusions or take any actions. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. In a moment, we're going to talk about this. We have the latest. More and more countries are grounding these planes, more and more airlines worldwide, but it is not happening here in the States. Should these planes be grounded, would you feel safe flying in one today? That's the question, or the questions, for you in our number three. In Tallahassee, a Florida House committee is expected to release a report today on its investigation into UCF's misuse of millions of dollars. In a draft report obtained by the Orlando Sentinel, lawmakers blame former UCF President Dale Whitaker, the UCF Board of Trustees, and the Board of Governors, which is in charge of the state university system. You wouldn't know it from press releases coming out of the state capitol, but Florida's unemployment rate is up slightly. When the Labor Department released the January stats, the governor's office issued a statement saying Florida's jobless rate remains low at 3.4%. What it failed to mention was that the unemployment rate actually went up for the first time in more than five years. The chairman of the Florida GOP then issued a press release applauding job growth in January. But the actual number of new jobs, 8,300, is less than half the usual increase. One more troubling stat, the number of Floridians on the unemployment list increased by more than 16,000 in January. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi says she is not seeking the impeachment of President Trump. The California Democrat told the Washington Post that impeachment is divisive and Trump is not worth it. The White House is sidestepping questions about a comment over the weekend at Mar-a-Lago from President Trump that Democrats hate Jews. Asked if the president really believes that, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders told reporters yesterday... They should ask the Democrats. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A man running a London marathon dressed as the Big Ben Clock Tower fails to account for the wind. And <laughs> hilarity ensues. <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. On the issue of whether or not these Boeing 737 MAX 8s, uh, two of them have crashed overseas in the last five months, whether they should be grounded in the States, 
and and whether or not you'd feel safe getting on board one today has resulted in um, in divided public opinion on the fifty thousand watt front porch. We got into this earlier in the show, and uh, and there's a difference of opinion on this from Melissa to Yaffe to Alan to the Budman. We'd like to know your take on it. In a moment, you are going to hear from the well-respected former head of the National Transportation Safety Board on whether these planes ought to be grounded here in the States as they are being in many other countries and many other airlines around the world and whether or not he would feel safe flying in one today. So we'll get to that, but we want to hear from you. What about it? Should we ground those planes here in the States? Should the airlines who have them do it? Should the FAA do it? They've both declined. They've all declined. And would you feel safe flying in one of these planes today? That's the question. Join the conversation. 407-916-5400. Hit the toll free at 866-916-5400 if you'd like. Or text us at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. We'll talk about it and bring you an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 809. Right now, our check of Central Florida news headlines for you. A teenager is dead after a crash outside his school in Volusia County. 15-year-old Joshua Derner killed yesterday morning near Pine Ridge High School in Deltona. Deputies say the sophomore was hit on Howland Boulevard when he drove into the path of an SUV while turning into the school's entrance. Derner was not wearing a seatbelt. He was alone despite a law requiring those with a learner's license to have a licensed driver at least 21 in the car with him. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The promise all morning, every day here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. In the wake of two fatal crashes of Boeing 737 MAX 8 planes, brand new plane basically that's being deployed by Boeing and bought by airlines around the world, 25 different airlines have now grounded these planes until they find out exactly what's going on. And, um, and, and countries from China to Malaysia to Australia to Singapore, uh, many other smaller countries are doing the same. But those planes continue to fly here in the States. Principally, uh, you'll find them in the Southwest Airlines fleet. They have 31 of them. And American Airlines, 22 of them. United flies a slightly different version. You know, I got to tell you, Alan and I agree, and and uh, Yaffe's kind of in the middle on this thing, and, and Melissa's saying, "Hey, I'll get on the plane, no problem for me." You and I are not comfortable with this, and 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 we feel like, "Hey, I wouldn't get on one of these things," and 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 they ought to be grounding them here. I don't want to speak for you, Alan, but that's pretty much where you and I came down in the six o'clock hour, right? That's right. If I was uh, scheduled to fly on one of these particular aircraft, I'd say. No, I am not getting on board. And even though, as you mentioned, uh, there's a relatively small number of these planes that make up the Southwest and American Airlines fleets, uh, I it doesn't matter to me if the plane is unsafe. It doesn't matter to me if it's half their fleet or 2% of their fleet. The plane should be grounded if there's any question. I can tell you with Southwest, it's only 4% of their fleet. With American, it's only 2% of their fleet. And I just can't understand, you know, why they don't have more respect for the flying public and for the crews and the flight attendants who will be up in these planes to say, won't be long, we'll know what's coming up. We got the black boxes out of Africa and the, and the Ethiopian Airlines crash. Uh, but let's now, out of an abundance of caution and, you know, and consideration, frankly, 
you know, for our employees and our customers, we're going to put these planes on the ground and fly other planes. It seems to me, uh, with the small numbers we're talking about for these two airlines, that that ought to be done, but it hasn't been done. And if you think that Yaffe or you think that Alan and I, you know, are just too, uh, I don't know what, panic-stricken or whatever, uh, I wouldn't say that we are. We have a lot of company in our view here, uh, a good company. I want you to listen to the former NTSB chairman, Jim Hall, who was asked yesterday whether all Boeing 737 MAX 8s in the U.S. should be grounded immediately. Yes, I think Boeing should voluntarily ground the plane and as a result uh, demonstrate that they're putting safety first in regard to the future of this aircraft. And Hall was asked whether he'd get on a Boeing 737 MAX 8 right now. No, I wouldn't. No, he would not. Yeah, and it's not just based on the crashes that I'm saying I wouldn't get on. It's seeing uh, opinions like that of Jim Hall and other aviation experts on the news over the past 24 hours or so, all pretty much unanimously saying this is in question. It's amazing to me, And 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 I think it shows a lack of appropriate concern for their own employees and for uh, for the flying public, that this is not being done. This is a judgment call on the FAA, though, and right now they don't actually have a leader. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you mean they don't have a leader? They, they have a, they don't have a permanent administrator. They have a gal in charge of transportation, Elaine Chow. She's the responsible person, and I I would have expected a little bit more, but right now she's just laying back and waiting for everything to unfold because we don't know if those two airlines that crashed, the Lion one and uh, the Ethiopian one, if it was just an unfortunate coincidence or if there actually is some sort of common, deeper problem. So are they all a bunch of wimps and all a bunch of idiots in these countries around the world and these airlines around the country, uh, around the world? They've grounded him. Yaffe, what about it? Uh, I stand by my comment in the first hour that if Sully Sullenberger is flying that plane, then maybe I'll get on it. And if it falls out of the sky somehow, he'll be able to save you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, I am a little torn on this because I want to trust the judgment of the FAA. And I want to trust them. If they say it's safe to fly and the airlines say it's safe to fly, it's hard for me to say, oh, man, well, I know better than them. But in... And I understand what you guys are saying, though. So what about it? Should the FAA, should these airlines ground them their their own 737 MAX 8s? It's being done worldwide. I mean, it's for a short period of time, and it's a relatively small percentage of the fleets of Southwest and American. I think, it, I think it's like it's in your face to their customers and their own employees who are up in these things. This ought to be done. And the FAA, I don't know what their problem is. Maybe Melissa identified it. Especially for those of you just joining us, uh, headlining our uh, talk topic of this hour, the FAA says it is confident in the Boeing 737 MAX 8 after a second crash involving the plane in less than a year. The agency told International Airlines that the airliner is still um, airworthy, but it will take action if information comes in that affects safety. On Sunday, of course, an Ethiopian Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 8 crashed shortly after takeoff in Africa, killing all 157 people on board. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. Now to the phones and the text line on the questions on the table, Alan. Should the FAA or Southwest and American that fly the Boeing 
737 MAX 8 in this country ground those planes. It's being done around the world. And how would you feel? Would you feel safe boarding one of these this morning? Let's find out what Clarence in Leesburg thinks. Good morning, Clarence. Good morning. How are you? Good. What do you think about uh, these planes? Would you fly one? Sure, I would. But I'll have to qualify that and say that I would not get on a third world airline any kind of airplane. And the difference is what? Uh, is it maintenance? Is it airline uh, pilot experience and training? What is it? Well, it could very well be lack of uh, supervision. I did work for a third world airline once upon a time. And uh, this particular pilot, who happened to be a third world pilot, flew through a thunderstorm and actually grounded the airplane. Boeing had to come from uh, Washington to repair the aircraft. He was called in to the supervisor's office, who also had a local there training to be the supervisor of that fleet aircraft. And it happened to be a 737, the first generation ones. The American counterpart that was training the uh, uh, the uh, third country guy to be the manager called him in to the interview, and he says, Captain blank blank, he says, why did you fly into that thunderstorm? The captain just responded, well, because it was on my course. Oh. Clarence, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. So he draws the line at third world air carriers. It's interesting. The pilot of that Ethiopian Airlines plane, and they have a good safety record over there. They really do. They're a well-respected airline. He had 8,000 flying hours, but his co-pilot, that's a lot, his co-pilot only had 200. You could not get in the cockpit as a co-pilot, I am told, here in this country without 1,500 hours in the air. So there were different standards. People who were on the ground said the plane was making funny noises. There was smoke coming out the back end. It was swerving and dipping, whether it was dealing with that autopilot system, you know, to protect against a stall that they think put down the uh, the, uh, the the 737 in Indonesia uh, last year. We don't know. We don't know. And it just seems to me when you're talking about, uh, what, um, 4% of the Southwest fleet, 2% of the American Airlines fleet with these planes, ground them. It might just be a couple of days. Why is that call not being made really disturbs me? What are the texters saying? Uh, yeah, one person thinks that you and Alan need to man up. I mean, yeah, come we'll, on. We'll, we'll just, be about the business of doing that here on the ground. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, in general or just uh, as it applies to this issue? I think as it applies to this. Another person says, I believe I'd have a problem getting on one of these planes, too, However, think of the thousands of flights that these planes have already taken around the world, and only two very tragic accidents have occurred. It puts things into perspective. Let's go back to the phones. Eddie in Orlando, would you get on one of these Boeing planes? No, I wouldn't. And, you know, you said, look how many have flown well. To me, getting on one of those right at the moment would be like uh, getting on a Ferris wheel. And when you get on, the guy says, well, we had a couple seats fall here during the week, so I don't know if you're going to get one or not. Yeah, so if a couple of them have fallen, probably yours is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the luck yeah. of the draw. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And look at this. Like, see that they're, the wimp factor here. They're, they're, they think we're a couple of wimps here. What are we seeing on this top text? Go ahead, Melissa. I know you'll love this one. <laughs> okay, Chicken Little, every day you're starting to sound like a lamestream media. <laughs> oh, ouch, you know how to hurt us. You know, we actually have a video up uh, running right now live on Facebook Live at our page, uh, WFLA Orlando. And a lot of people have been commenting 
Uh, Jeff says his company puts a no travel menu out, a memo out right now for the 737 MAX 8 for the time being. Paulette checked in saying, I don't fly unless I have no other choice on another topic. How about the radiation exposure of the workers in the airport? Well, the radiation I, exposure. I didn't even think about that. I think we're going a little bit far afield Thank you, here. Paulette. On the, you know, wow. we're, we're trying to keep ourselves a little bit narrowly <laughs> <Wow>. focused here. <laughs> she went okay. far. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, while I step aside for a moment and man up, we're going to turn it over to Alan right now. He'll man up after the show. Right now, he's going to get us up to date on the news. <laughs> As I do every day after the show. NASA's chief talks about the space agency's budget and a UFC star in trouble with the law in South Florida. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 830. You know, earlier in the show, we were talking about the uh, new um, Trump budget, which, and I think he knows it would, uh, has already landed with a thud. Uh, in the halls of Congress. Uh, the president, though, um, uh, has, a, has a proposal here that is uh, music to the ears of NASA. He wants to spend some money on the Space Coast. President Trump's proposed federal budget includes $21 billion for NASA. Speaking at Kennedy Space Center, NASA chief Jim Bridenstine said it's a healthy spending plan and comes in the wake of last week's success. We just saw a, a SpaceX Crew Dragon dock with the International Space Station, deliver some cargo, namely a little earth humanoid, ultimately do a lot of tests, undock, fly home, and land safely. The NASA budget includes money for landers that would carry humans to the moon within the next decade. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A stolen toothbrush is partly responsible for a school lockdown in Volusia County. Spirit Elementary in Deltona went on lockdown yesterday morning for about 90 minutes when deputies were trying to catch a man wanted for shoplifting an electric toothbrush at a Publix. 27-year-old David Redeen was tracked to a home on Gainsborough Street where a SWAT team was called and he was taken into custody. While he was on the run, deputies say Redeen carjacked a woman and her two kids, but they were not hurt. In Tallahassee, the debate over sanctuary cities and immigrant rights continues in the Florida legislature. A bill forcing local law enforcement agencies to do the bidding of federal immigration authorities is under fire in the state capitol. Representative Carlos Smith calls it pure partisan politics. It's a family separation policy. It's unethical. It's un-American. But Senator Joe Gruder says his bill is not really about immigration. It's more about criminals. And by removing these people uh, uh, from our state, we'll all be much better off. Gruder's bill is on the agenda of the Senate Infrastructure and Security Committee on Tuesday afternoon. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. UFC star Conor McGregor has found himself in trouble with the law yet again, this time in South Florida. Conor McGregor was arrested Monday evening after police say he smashed a fan's phone outside the Fountain Blue Miami Beach Hotel. The one-time two-belt UFC champ charged with strong-armed robbery and misdemeanor criminal mischief. According to police in Miami Beach, McGregor smashed the phone around 5 a.m. Eastern time as the man was taking photos outside the nightclub at the Fountain Blue. McGregor, per his social media, has been in South Florida on vacation amid rumors of his UFC comeback being imminent. The famed fighter just completed community service stemming from his arrest last year after throwing a steel dolly through a bus window near the Barclays Center in New York. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. I think his anger problem serves him well inside the octagon, yeah. but uh, not outside it. You need to stop once you get, to get past the exit of the arena there. Uh, elsewhere, um, I'm going to play you a, a medley of uh, hit songs from the 60s and 70s here, about 30 seconds worth. I'm loving it. I want you to think about what these songs have in common. 
Bud has a quizzical look on his face. Uh, Melissa has raised her hand as if she may know the answer. She's really good on this yes. stuff. Let's let Bud have a chance. Come on. Mm. <laughs> West Coast. Well, you're kind of close in a way. Melissa? What about it, Melissa? Oh, you really? I, I don't know. I, I thought it had some sort of marijuana references in it initially. Well, that's what you would. That's where you would go naturally. But uh, is it a California thing? It's <laughs> it's kind of a California thing. What they all have in common is the drummer, a legend by the name of Hal Blaine, who just died yesterday at the age of 90. No kidding. He passed away from natural causes as, at his home in Palm Desert, California yesterday. Hal Blaine also played on countless songs by Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Neil Diamond, Simon and Garfunkel, and other artists in the 60s and 70s. Some of those hits he played on? Bridge Over Troubled Water, Be My Baby, Strangers in the Night, and Mr. Tambourine Man, the ones I just played. And that section, that 30-second section, that comes from a four-and-a-half-minute section I found online of songs that Hal Blaine uh, was the drummer. He was a member of uh, the Wrecking Crew in Los Angeles, and this is a band that played on almost every big song you can think of in the 60s and 70s, except maybe like the Beatles and the Stones, but the American bands... Uh, relied on the Wrecking Crew as their backups. And you can find a very fascinating documentary about the Wrecking Crew uh, playing on Netflix. How about that? On your musical medley, right away, it was the Beach Boys and Good Vibrations, which is one of my all-time favorite songs for anybody. Yeah. He would have been the drummer on that for the Beach Boys. Not Dennis Wilson, nope. who you would normally see on yeah. tour. Studio production. Uh, this guy was incredible. He's a session guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just Brian Wilson would go in and... And record all the uh, the backgrounds for these songs, all the all the music for the songs. The Beach Boys would come back from tour, just lay in their vocals over what uh, the Wrecking Crew. Had Let me done. ask you, Yaffe. You're a terrific drummer. We talk about it. You play in a praise band and all of this. And I've I've seen you. We should we should get you to cut some new video and post it because you'll be amazed at what Yaffe does on the drums. Does this name mean something to you, or is he an unsung hero? This drummer. He is an unsung hero to me. I didn't know a lot about him personally, but that's kind of true with a lot of drummers mm-hmm. out there when you think about it. They're not really the ones, except with few exceptions, But in they're the, not the ones who get the, the singing attention. drummers, maybe. Within yeah. the industry, this guy is a legend. And, and I, I was just wondering, where do you get that gig where you can just be a studio drummer for popular bands? How do you get that gig? Well, if you're well, good enough, they call you. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. but you got to get your name out there. I don't know. We're not going to tell Yaffe that because the last thing we need to do is lose Yaffe. <laughs> I was like, man, do they no. need someone no, now have, in the studio? I'm sorry. We have no information, <laughs> and it's impossible to get one of those gigs. Well, as I learned in this, as I learned in this documentary about the Wrecking Crew, they were they were uh, busy in the '60s and '70s, and then late in the '70s and into the '80s, bands started wanting to come in and play their own instruments, yeah. and they kind of went out of fashion. You know, you look at really big-name drummers. There aren't a whole lot of them, correct me if I'm wrong. You think of Ringo Starr, of course, with the Beatles. You go back a little bit farther, you got Buddy Rich. You go way back to the big band area. you got Gene Krupa. Right. Uh, Ginger Baker with Cream was, was supposedly a terrific um, uh, drummer, as I recall. Neil Peart of Rush, yep. 
Yeah, he's the one people remember, Neil Peart, Mm -hmm. because he's got that giant drum set. Huge, huge kid. Bigger than that studio. You managed to ride this uh, right out of town here on this. That's it? Yeah. For the Elsewhere segment? What what else, what more do you need, really? Right. There's how, one about, more? How, about, how about the Sound Judgment game? We're playing it for Orlando Apollo's tickets. You want to go see our pro football team undefeated? Steve Spurrier is the head coach, the head ball coach. They're coming back to play at Spectrum Stadium. Let's welcome them home and root them on to victory this weekend. Is this a family four-pack of these tickets? I think it is. That's what we were giving away yesterday. Uh, is that right, Melissa? Family four-pack? Yes, it is. A okay. family four-pack. Yes. So get on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we're going to play the Sound Judgment Game. And you're eligible to win by company rules if you've not been a winner in the last 30 days. And if you don't want these tickets, there's somebody in your in your office pool or uh, at home uh, in your family and, and circle of friends and neighbors who would love this. Four free tickets. It's a big-ticket item right now to see a team that is just an awesome newcomer on the sports scene in Central Florida, the Pro Football Orlando Apollos. 407-916-5400. Four free tickets. 800, make that 866-916-5400 if you want to grab that um, that toll-free number. Sound judgment right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines from across the pond for you right now. Britain's parliament poised to vote on a plan to leave the European Union. Today's Brexit vote comes less than three weeks before the UK is scheduled to end its four-decade membership in the trading bloc. Back in January, parliament voted down the deal. Prime Minister Theresa May negotiated with the EU over two years. Updates for you at least every ten minutes of the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Time for our daily sound judgment game. I've got the question coming up, and Melissa knows all about that great prize. That's correct. The winner today is going to get a family four-pack of tickets to see the Orlando Apollos take on Arizona Hot Shots. That's this Saturday night at the Spectrum Stadium. First snap, because they don't do a kickoff, is at 8 o'clock. You want tickets? AAFopolos.org. Oh, you know what? Let's just win the game. Yeah, four free tickets and good ones, too. Are you ready? Let's play Sound Judgment. A wrong answer opens up a line for you folks trying to get in, 407-916-5400. So the Democrats have just decided where to hold their 2020 national convention. It's going to be held in a state they narrowly lost to Trump in 2016. Listen to the sound of Monday's official announcement with the location bleeped out by Yaffe. Then, use your sound judgment to tell me the city and the state the Democrats have selected for their 2020 National Convention. On behalf of the residents of this city, I want to welcome to the 2020 Democratic National Convention. And the fans went wild, so name that city and state where the Democrats will convene in 2020. Line one, take it away. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Bingo, game over. That was quick. Somebody's been following the news, and that would be you. Actually, if some folks... I'll tell you what. How about we verify that, Yaffe? Let's play the the actual unbleeped cut. On behalf of the residents of this city, I want to welcome to Milwaukee the 2020 Democratic National Convention. 
There's proof positive, and congratulations from all of us. You're our sound judgment winner. Thank you, bud. Thank you very much. You been to the Apollos yet? No, but I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Who's going with you? You got four tickets. My daughter, my wife, and my daughter's fiancé. There's the starting lineup. What's your first name? Carmelo, C-A-R-M-E-L-O. From where? Orlando. Good deal, Carmelo. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Congratulations. And thank you, and you have a great staff there. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you listening. we got a great team here, and you're going to be watching a great team in the Orlando Apollos. Off air, I will put you right now. Don't hang up. Just stay on hold, and you and Melissa will make the arrangements. Coming up here, in the wake of this controversy over the um, grounding, or lack thereof, of these Boeing 737 MAX 8 jetliners in the wake of the second fatal crash of that plane overseas in less than six months, um, how do you know whether you're going to be boarding one of those planes the next time you fly? I'll tell you how you can find out, and uh, we'll get to that right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and all of that in due time. Final check of headlines. The FAA says it's confident in the Boeing 737 MAX 8 after a second fatal crash involving the plane in less than six months. The agency is telling International Airlines the airliner is still airworthy, but it will take action if information comes in that affects safety. On Sunday, an Ethiopian Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 8 crashed shortly after takeoff in Africa, killing all 157 people on board. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories for you on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Well, it's glad to know the FAA is confident, but a lot of flyers are really concerned. They want to know whether they're going to be on a Boeing 737 MAX 8. Um, here domestically, Southwest has 31 of those planes in its fleet of about 750 planes. American has 22 of them and a fleet of 956 planes. Small percentage, of course, but how do you know if you're booked on a 737 MAX 8? This is what I've uncovered. Fairly simple ways, a couple of them, to know if you're booked on one of these planes, and then you can make your decision, you know, whether you're going to fly or just eat the ticket or try to make some kind of a change. Check your airline site or app. Clicking on the flight number will show you what type of airplane is assigned to the flight. But as Alan, as you and I were discussing here, you know, airlines, there's no guarantee there. They can change that plane for a variety of circumstances, not to trick you or anything, but just because, you know... That happens. There are reasons why they take planes out of circulation, maintenance, whatever it happens to be. Plane gets tied up at an airport on a weather delay. They got to bring another plane in for you, so you don't know. Yeah, and uh, passengers should have a way of finding that out. They should. There's another way here. Check the registration of the airplane on the FAA site before you board. Note the registration number, which is clearly marked on the side of the plane. Aviation apps like. Flight Radar 24, make it easy to see the type of airplane in which you're scheduled to fly. Look up your flight number or use the app filter function. By the way, Southwest and American have not changed their change policies here. American Airlines, you know, you're going to pay through the nose to change a flight. Southwest makes it somewhat easier, but they are also confident in the plane. One thing that bothers me is the use, Yaffe, does this bother you at all? The use of the term, it's airworthy. 
I'm looking for something a little better than airworthy. <laughs> what do you want them to well, say? Well, I don't know. I mean, a rickety old rowboat could be seaworthy, but I wouldn't yeah. want to get out in it, you know? And it's just airworthy doesn't sound positive enough for me. It's a magnificent. It could <laughs> go to space if it Does wanted Does airworthy to. do it for you? Uh, Melissa doesn't care. She'll roll a dice and get on anything with mind. wings. I really don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Slingshot. There. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so there we go. Um, and we'll continue to follow this very, very important story. If you enjoyed the show this morning, you'll enjoy the ride home with Yaffe coming up at 5 p.m. Yes, and we'll cover any breaking news that comes out today with the Trump administration, with Boeing, or here in the state of Florida, 5 p.m. Yep, 5 to 6. It's the best in conservative talk and all the news, traffic, and information you've come to love on Good Morning Orlando. It's PM Orlando. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.